You're listening to a Homeboy 88 production. Sisters, the world we share is filled with such despair and such pain. The triads we made a mask it with names, such as your religion or your past or your race. The same color blood just passed through our veins, and tears taste the same when they splash on your face. The world's getting too small to stand in one place. It's like we're roommates just sharing the space. Can't separate and still carry the weight. Gentlemen, you made the right choice this evening. Uh, if you know me, you know I love my family, love my God. Before I knew either, I love my art. So I'm married to the pain till death do us part. Block hard with all my heart. God is bronze, call me avant garde. Probably cause I'm all off the chart. Only thing poppy about me is what my Puerto Rican mommy call me when she on me. And the wrong me is all I let y'all see. I believe I've occupied belief. Obviously, a lot of y'all agree. Remind me what the fuck is stop I leave. <laughs> Only me as far as I can see. Not three in my philosophy. By BTP, it apply to me. I'm just a guy to lead a crew. That mean the true people that believe in you and hold you down and do what they need to do. Street preacher, say you don't believe what these people teach for me neither. He who follow his dream is team leader. Freedom fighter meets the peacekeeper. See me creeping up in the pulpit with a full clip fit to speak to the people. May I suggest you just believe, dude? Everything he speak on really true. He's proved he will never mislead you. Treat you as nothing less than equal. That's why they call me brother Ali too. Southern California, he is the man of a million voices. None other than your host, here he is, Homeboy 88. Boys and girls of every age wouldn't you like to see something strange come with us and you will see this our town of halloween this is halloween this is halloween pumpkins scream in the dead of night <laughs> yeah welcome everybody to the second annual halloween theme podcast my favorite holiday and i know it's not even Halloween and boom, fucking Christmas stuff is already popping up little by little in stores. So guess what? I'm going to one-up these motherfuckers, right? I'm going to start hiding Easter eggs already and shit. Yeah, Easter eggs. How about that, motherfuckers? And by the time Easter comes, you know, I have CTE and shit. I'll just forget where I fucking hid the eggs and I can participate, you know? <laughs> but Halloween. And you know what? Halloween brings Halloween stores, man. Don't we all love going to those fucking Halloween stores and just to look around at the costume, masks, lawn ornaments and shit? But do we ever buy anything? 
<laughs> Do we ever fucking just, you know, hey, here's my card. I got $150 of Halloween shit. No, man, we just look and say, oh, look at that. Look at that cool mask. How much is that uh, mask, sir? You know, they have it behind the uh, cash register up top. Oh, that's $85. You're like, ooh. <laughs> you ain't going to buy it. Stop fucking fronting. You ain't going to buy an $85 fucking mask. I don't know. I don't care if it's fucking a badass Jason Voorhees, Hellraiser, whatever. You ain't going to do it. I don't even know why we're going to the fucking stores. You know what I'm saying? We never buy anything there. We just walk around for like 45 minutes. Look, nod our head. Oh, look at that. That's fucking cool, right? Look at that. Yeah, 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 yeah. 45 minutes later, you look at the guy like, well, <laughs> you duck out. Oh, thank, thank you. You know, that was pretty cool. And you fucking jet. You're out. No guilt. Never. You know what I'm saying? But other stores, you know, like if it's a mom and pop store and I'm looking around, looking around, looking around. I recently went into a plumbing store and before I left, I bought some stuff that I needed because, you know, you're in there. It's a cool little mom and pop store that you appreciate. There's not a lot of those around again. And so you go, I'm going to buy this. I'm going to buy that. But Halloween stores, no, nothing. <laughs> Not even a fucking candle or something, you know what I'm saying? Cheap motherfucker. You know, I'm guilty of it too. Same thing with Barnes & Noble, right? We do the same shit. You go to Barnes & Noble or a bookstore, you know, like a two-story bookstore. And I remember, I would. this is what I would do. I would go get five magazines, right? A wrestling magazine, a fucking collector toy magazine, a hip-hop magazine, whatever, whatever. Uh, sit down and just start reading the magazines, bro. <laughs> start going through the magazines. Oh, shit, right? Even, you know, go use the bathroom because it was usually after lunch and shit, you know, maybe after church. Maybe just went there on a Sunday just to chill out with your family. Use it as a bathroom. Jesus, man. And really, you know, going back to Halloween and the Halloween store and just costumes in general... I think the costumes are cool as fuck now, man. I mean, a little like a, a Hulk, an Incredible Hulk shut up at my door with muscles and shit. The face looked cool and shit. The fucking, the shorts are red, purple shorts, whatever. I'm like, man, that is fucking cool. But honestly, as a kid, you don't need that shit. Please, just bring back the one-size-fits-all costume in a box, Right? My little brother had the Hulk Hogan one, and we would film him doing promos and shit on our VHS camcorder. And I remember uh, Big Nose doing a close-up while, uh, you know, the little Hulkamaniac's doing a fucking, and I'm gonna whoop your ass, right? And then here comes Big Nose. He gets closer and closer. Uh-oh, here comes Ric Flair. Boom. And he pushes him in the forehead, and he falls over, dude. I got that on tape. Fucking hilarious. And what does my little brother do? That's not Ric Flair. <laughs> That's awesome shit. Yep, Halloween. Halloween has always been fucking cool. My favorite holiday. As a kid and even as an adult. You know, like as an adult, like I've said, I bought my house. I get a chair out there. I dress up. Last year I was like a fucking 1920s uh 
fucking gangster, right? And I was set out there, and I had the table far away, and I had the candy there, and the little kids would come up. The ones that did show up because of fucking COVID. And I would say, you know, pick a candy, any candy, and it's just great. When uh, COVID goes away, and when COVID wasn't here, it's fucking fantastic, man. It's just like a fucking Halloween parade, man. You see every fucking character in some that you're like, what the fuck? Right? What the fuck, man? What is this, bro? And, you know, there's a lot of Mexicanos around here. So sometimes I'll see like a Chavo del Ocho, a Chilindrina, right? Mexican uh, stars and shit. And it's cool. Chapulín Colorado. And, um, yeah, I just like Halloween. Uh, it's, it's fucking fantastic. But you know what I don't do? And I don't know if it's because I'm busy or I'm fucking traumatized. I will not fucking try to scare these little kids, okay? Like, uh, like I got scared when I was a kid. Holy shit. I mean... Going trick-or-treating as a kid, man, there was always those fucking houses, man, that overdid that spookiness shit, okay? You had spooky music with screaming and shit, nightmarish costumes, you know, on the way to the door, like people were dressed up, just standing like statues, or like they stuffed something and make it pretend you're a man, you know, right there by the door. I mean, what the fuck, man? <laughs> we're little kids, <laughs> you know? But as an adult, I actually would appreciate the effort that they would put into their house, put into the spookiness. I mean, one time, man, it was me, my wife, and my kids, and they're little. And I saw, you know, one of those creepy houses, and my kids were like, uh-uh, fuck no. <laughs> Dad, I ain't going up there. I ain't, Let's go to the next house. Let's skip this one. I don't want to go. I said, no, come on, I'll go with you. It's cool. It's Halloween, right? You'll be fine. I'll be right next to you. They didn't want to go. But you know what? As a little kid, not necessarily when they get older, they listen to you, okay? So I said, you'll be fine. And we go up there. And what happens? Fucking Leatherface busts through the side gate with a fucking chainsaw. Not with the actual chainsaw chainsaw, you know, to cut you and shit. He had something on it and traumatized my kids and shit. God damn it. Of course, you know, and I was like fucking in the doghouse, bro, <laughs> for a little bit. Jesus Christ. But how could I know that a grown fucking man thought it would be cool to dress up like fucking Leatherface with a fucking chainsaw and scare the shit out of little five-year-old kids, three-year-old kids? What the fuck is wrong with you, dude? But at least that guy, he didn't give out, you know, candy corn and shit. <laughs> I mean, who in the fuck likes candy corn? I fucking certainly don't. Give me the Snickers, the goddamn Three Musketeers. Fuck, give me some pretzels before you give me candy corn and shit, and I don't like pretzels, you know? It's probably the same people, ladies and gentlemen, that fucking eat a peanut butter sandwich, no jelly. I was going to say peanut butter and jelly, but they don't put the fucking jelly. Or it's that same guy that goes, or girl that goes, I drink my coffee black. That's it. OG style. No sugar, no cream, nothing. Iced tea, no sugar either, man. I mean, what the fuck? They still only buy and eat bologna sandwiches. They can get like turkey and shit. Ham. No. Nope. Straight up clean bologna sandwiches. 
They never eat hot peppers, ever. They never watch, watch ethnic movies or shows and shit. No boys in the hood. No menace to society. And fucking for sure no movies with subtitles in it. I mean, they just say forget it, man. Please, you know, do something different. Spice up your fucking life. For fuck's sake. Stop, seeing, stop being so bland, bro. <laughs> Son of a bitch. And speaking of Halloween, man, you know, that reminds me of a story. I've never said it on my podcast or anybody else's podcast. So this is a Homeboy 88 exclusive right here, man. When I was five years old, my brothers and their friends were playing hide and go seek at night and shit, right? It was around Halloween, or maybe after Halloween. I don't fucking know. I was five. But my mom and dad made them include me because I was, like, begging them. Can I go play, too? You know what I'm saying? And so they're like, fuck, you know, go hide or whatever. So I went and hid in a house that was being built, like, uh, two houses down from my house. It wasn't that far. There was a front house being built, and the back house was being built, too. So I went to the back house, and you know, it was just like the, the skeleton, the two-by-fours and shit. So I went into a room, and I'm hiding there and shit, and I'm like, they're never going to find me. <laughs> I don't know fucking why. It's a fucking big-ass empty room. The second they look in there, I'm right there in the goddamn corner. That's me in the corner. That's me in the spot. Like losing my religion. No, well, that's later in life. Anyways, all of a sudden, dude, through the fucking window, because there's no windows, right? They're just the goddamn shape of a window. Comes in a fucking, it looked like a man with no teeth, ugly as a motherfucker. And he's making these noises. (laughs) And he's crawling in the fucking room, dude. And at first, I'm paralyzed, man. I'm panicked. But then, you know what? I've always had a loud voice, ladies and gentlemen. I've always been fucking loud. When I did spelling bees in school, true story, I would get up there and I would do my word, right? And everybody would laugh because they would give me the microphone. I would almost blow it out. That's how big and loud my voice is. They would tell me, you don't even need a microphone, dude. (laughs) So, you know, going back to the story... The guy's crawling into the fucking window, and I start screaming and fucking yelling, okay? Loud as shit, all right? Fucking loud. Did my brothers come? No, they didn't fucking come. Nobody's coming. This motherfucker's almost, he's fucking putting on a performance, man, like a fucking horror movie. He's taking a sweet time crawling in through that fucking window, man, to scare the living fucking shit out of me. At five years old, okay? Maybe it's the same fucking guy that later grew up in his leather face with the fucking chainsaw. That fucking sick fuck. I don't know. But I do know this. My mom came in. She ran from our house. She fucking had mom ears, right? And she heard me. And she came in. She saw the fucking guy. And he was like, whoop! And he fucking jetted, right? He went He went reverse into the window and he fucking jetted. My mom goes, run home right now. And she ran out the fucking door. And I ran after her. She went to the right, down the street, following the guy. No joke. I went to the left, 
to my house. I went in there. My dad's like, what happened? You know? ¿Qué pasó? I'm fucking terrified and shit. Anyways, I tell the whole story to everybody. The man with no teeth. The man with no teeth. Okay. So check this out. Years later, I'm married. Uh, me and my wife and uh, my my daughter. When she was, uh, I only had one daughter. We're visiting, and I'm telling the story about the man with no teeth. And my mom goes, "Oh yeah, that kid, kid. Apparently, it was a fucking kid. All right, and had put on a fucked up mask. <laughs> probably one of them eighty-five dollar motherfuckers. But you know, back then for inflation, it was probably like thirty. Put on a goddamn mask and was trying to reenact and scare the living shit out of me." You know what I'm saying? My mom ran after him. He hopped on his bike and she saw where he went. So he went into his house and she went right up there. Boom. You know what I'm saying? Fucking knocked on the door. Your kid scared my kid. She told him the whole story. And if he fucking has to go to therapy or doctors or whatever, you guys are going to pay for that shit. No joke. Fucking gangster shit, bro. Exclusive, exclusive right here on the second annual Halloween show. And you know what time it is. And now it's time for Hip Hop 101. Born July 30th, 1977, Jason Douglas Newman. Hello, Newman. But later changed his name to Ali Douglas Newman, but better known as Brother Ali. Now, there were two rappers that I thought were black, you know. Uh, No offense or anything, but one, first one was Eminem. M, because he was with Dr. Dre. And when I heard the song and it said Dr. Dre, I just, I don't know, I just thought of a, a black gentleman. But he, you know, he was a white guy. Dope, dope motherfucker. Obviously, he's in my Mount Rushmore. And the other one is Brother Ali. I mean, think about it. I mean, his name is Brother Ali. And he sounds like a preacher to me. What a fucking voice this guy has. But anyways, Brother Ali is a member of the Rhyme Sayers Entertainment. With Atmosphere being the founders and Aesop Rock being one of his label mates. He was born in Madison, Wisconsin, and was born with albinism. Is that how you say it? A disorder that makes you have no pigment in your skin, hair, and eyes. Uh, His family moved to Minnesota in 1992, and Brother Ali has said he felt more accepted by his black classmates than he did his white classmates because they didn't make fun of him for his skin color. Kind of fucked up, you know what I'm saying, but... With his black classmates, he felt included instead of excluded. And at age eight, uh, Brother Ali started rapping, bro. Fucking eight. Eight years old. Think about that shit, okay? What were you doing at eight years old, okay? 
If you started at eight years old, anything, whether it be boxing, jujitsu, rapping, whatever it is, skateboarding, I mean, by the time you're 20, you're gonna master it, you know what I'm saying? So I think, uh, in my opinion, Brother Ali is a master of, of rhyming. But at the end of the episode, you're gonna see why, okay? And just a quick sidestep. I bought a ticket with him and Mortal Technique, Chino XL, and Chuck D on the bill. And guess who destroyed the fucking stage? He lit it on fire, blew up the fire truck so they couldn't put out that fire. And man, it was Brother Ali. He went up there, man. It was Immortal Technique as the headliner. He was co-headliner and he ripped it up before Immortal went up there. And I swear, I could see Immortal Technique peeking behind the stage. I don't know if he was pissed or not, but he was probably thinking, this motherfucker, how am I going to follow this shit? You know what I'm saying? And after he left the stage, my brother-in-law, Ivan, goes, hey, dude, in five minutes, let's go back there because he's been known to go back to the merch table by himself, get in, get out, and he's gone, you know, when the show ends and other people like Immortal and his crew go get that merch table, he's not there. So sure enough, we waited five fucking minutes. We went back there, and who's there sitting there already? Brother Ali, man. And he signed my shirt. I took a picture with him. I bought one of his CDs. I told him he fucking killed it on stage. And you know what? I don't blame him. I guess he was tired. Or he's just a real chill guy because he wasn't real talkative. He just, you know, gave us, you know, a pound. And he was like, hey, thank you, brothers. You know what I'm saying? And um, Brother Ali has said his early influence were Chuck D, Rakim, and KRS-One. I mean, you could argue that uh, those three right there should be on the old school Mount Rushmore for hip-hop, you know? Maybe the fourth one's Big Daddy Kane, or LL Cool J, or Ron from Run DMC, or fuck, DMC. I don't know who's the fourth. But those three in the old school, for sure, man. And at age 13, he met KRS-One, and he heard a lecture from him. I guess he was, like, uh, involved in uh, a school thing. He met KRS-One. KRS-One told him to read Malcolm X, and he assigned him the book, The Autobiography of Malcolm X. And that led him to becoming Muslim at age 15. In his albums, he followed KRS's, uh, you know teacher thing teaching and rhymes here and there but always keeping it lyrical always keeping it lyrical with dope ass rhyme schemes and flows uh, brother ali has released seven albums and four eps man these guys on fucking rhyme sayers entertainment are fucking busy they are busy as fuck you know uh, he started off in 2000 he released rites of passage that was his first uh, official release 2003, Shadows on the Sun. In 2007, he releases The Undisputed Truth, which contains tr The Truth, Truth Is, sorry, and Uncle Sam Goddamn. But in 2009, ladies and gentlemen, in 2009, boom, he fucking releases the album Us, okay? Where I think he settled on that Brother Ali flow that he does now, and it sounds like a street preacher. And man, from start to fucking finish, it's a solid, solid album. 
I recommend uh, going on Spotify. Just even going on Amazon or local record store, getting that album, putting it in your collection. You know what I'm saying? And in 2012, he releases my favorite, my personal favorite Brother Ali album, and it's called Morning in America and Dreaming in Technicolor. Now, this album right here, man. This album, you know, it's cool that um, it's usually your first album. You can't wait for your first album, right? You you put it out there. It's years and years and years in the making, and that's the fucking best album you're going to do. Your first one. The sophomore album is a hump to get over. This guy right here. One, two, three, four. Fifth album in, and it's my favorite album. The fucking beats. The ones that I'm playing right now underneath are all from this album right here. I love this fucking album. Go buy it, okay? Don't stream it on Spotify. Buy this fucker. Play it, you know, CD quality. I'm telling you right now. Yeah, I'm telling you to do that shit. Support this guy. Two more albums after this. But honestly, man, when I talk about underground hip-hop and everything... It's always kind of hard to get people to, you know, listen to this album or that album because they don't know the artist. Like if I tell them, oh shit, Aesop Rock, Atmosphere, Mortal Technique, fucking MERS, Blue and Exile, whatever. But if I show them a Brother Ali song with the beat, his rhyme, his voice, they're like, who in the fuck is that? And there have been a bunch of people who have gotten into his... uh, you know, his uh, music because I've showed him just one fucking song. I show him, uh, I think it's called The Preacher. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Hip Hop 101 on Brother Ali. And you know what? I'm going to say this. I'm going to take a fucking another break, a big break from the Homeboy 88 podcast. Okay? Go on Spotify now and I'm going to leave like uh, polls and questions. When you go on Spotify, so you can answer them right there. I could see your I could see your questions or the answers to my question, and I'm gonna put a poll up. Okay, so on Spotify only. So go on there under this uh, episode and other episodes. And after this, I'm probably gonna take a big break. And the next one I think I want to do is I'm gonna tackle Dr. Dre, and that ain't gonna be a fucking that guy might that might be. An episode all into itself. Holy shit. Dr. Dre's career and shit, right? That's going to be insane. But, you know, I'm going to leave you guys with Brother Ali. He goes into Sway in the Morning, okay? Shade 45 in the Sirius Satellite Building. And what they do is they do a Five Fingers of Death. Sway's DJ puts on five beats. And the, the artist, the rapper, whatever, has to rhyme to them. And I'm going to leave you with Brother Ali, Five Fingers of Death. This is Homeboy88. Thanks for listening to another Hip Hop 101, to another fucking show. I'm out. Everybody fucking chill, relax, enjoy Halloween, enjoy the fall, enjoy Christmas. Don't know if I'm going to be back until next year. Who fucking knows? But, uh, you know, thank you for the support. Once again, go on Spotify, look at my polls, uh, you know, respond to them, my questions. Thank you. Thank you, everybody.
And now, here it is, Brother Ali, Fife, Way in the morning, shade for five, Brother Ali, you are in the round. It's on you. Ah. 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 That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. You always start off good. All right. Let's try this. Check me out, Sway. I don't beg nobody pardon to be confident. I'm just saying my shit didn't exist until I did it. I'm the one to suffer for the politics that I done spit. I ain't quit. I hit every continent and bodied it. School of hard knocks to quit, then I ain't get a scholarship. Bet I had it popping since hip-hop was on that power fist. Then y'all got counterfeit, I switched and did the opposite. Now I'm on some outsider shit, ain't that about a bitch? I ain't never lied about what my skin is, it's obvious. I'm just so obsessed with seeing power for the powerless. I insist I will never operate on cowardice. Rather chop my wrist than be afraid to take this kind of risk. Every single line I ever spit, I put it on my kids, all my pain, all my tears, all them shows, all them years, all them flows, all them years, I was chose for this here, maybe I'm a dreamer, that's exactly what my problem is, when I do dream, believe I see it all too clear, I don't need your money, I just wanted y'all to hear. Sway in the morning, beat number two, brother Ali, that's alright, it's gonna get easier, it's gonna get harder, mm, that's okay, that's you and the five fingers right. of death, brother! Alright, I ain't mad at your five fingers Listen here now, y'all know me Brother Ali, kill him now, get softly He rolls with los nativos I dot dear, inabilities and sorry That's the army, y'all make a song about getting hated on But it ain't about me Just cause you ain't ahead of your game Don't be out of my name on the shit that don't involve me Don't call me, and the y'all cast want me You can find me in the lobby Put my arm around your baby mom Kissing on the neck like man, this is all me So salty, my metaphor's two steps ahead of yours And I'm a step ahead of you And to get the heads of boo, then I beckon you Then what you better do is let him through Begging you to ride a line to try to find a bottom My mother and bone shot of in other than this, other than this, it doesn't exist. I'm competitive and never lose. It's hell to anyone that wanna diss Ali. Ain't nobody fucking with my diss jockey. It's all about whether or not your rhyme nice. Don't care about the ice in your wristwatch. Freeze! Woo! Ain't playing with your five fingers. Ain't scared of your five fingers. I feel like Bernie Mac. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. Third beat. Let's see what you gonna do. Brother Ali, Sway in the morning, shade four five. It only gets harder from here, baby. Oh, man, you got me on this Azalea Banks beat and shit. Let's go. Come on. Talk about it, think about it, time to be about it. Beat number three. Uh, people ain't eating, they say the reason. Resources depleted for the defense. I'm offended by it. these authentic lies. Should have been retired, let me identify. You never get me quiet, my people been inspired. I'm the little fire flickering within the ride. Feel it vibrate, shake awake and sleeping giant. Keep vibrant and vital, re energizing. Our times are rising, our shine is blinding. They cry, we vibe, demonize. Guys on the wrong side, I write, find us right. Pray lightning strike twice, ice on the island. Ice is so cyrus, Christ in his likeness. They are resurrection, bring life to the life. Tear the wall down, pull the crown up a tire. Rebuild, gentrify the planet for the rights. He who sacrifices for the greater good, elevate them where they should to the title of your highness. Only child surviving is the pious. It's united by the mighty human life, try to bind us. Hunger, find kindness. Minds from refinement. The sight is scattered by the blind or the blinders. We read the signs inscribed in the horizon. Bright yellow chat through the night time. Hey, hold up, hold up. Manless. Hold up. I ain't scared of your five fingers. I ain't scared of you, mother. Kick it. Too easy for Beat number four. <laughs> Five fingers of death. Ah, you looking challenged oh, right now. Okay, all right. <laughs> you give me some more Johnny Cash shit. Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. <laughs> I got this, morning. I got this. Brother Ali. All right. Yeah. Okay, he bought a funny-ass beat instead. I just switch up and go off the head. Never wrote nothing to nothing like this. Just because I look like these white kids don't mean that that's the shit I'm on. Brother Ali, let me just get a minute, minute more. In the morning, stumble over the words, fumble over the words. It's off the head, that's what you heard. 
Big Bad Brother Ali. And ain't nobody out here cold fucking with me. My man Fat Sean about to get his ass on. And you know it's all going down after that, John. My brother Merce is here. My curse is here. My boy the old verse is here. I ain't got a verse for this here. But I got something out of my heart that I can spit and it's clear. I effervesce, so nevertheless, brother Ali always come and try to impress. Just get respect from the big cats. Like swaying them. Shit's back. Beat number five, brother Woo! Ali. Player. Five fingers of death. Yeah, I wish I had better shoes on. Ah, for this shit. Get the two-step to I that. some shiny bottoms on. Yeah. Yeah. Some shiny bottoms. Get the three-piece suit. Put the cologne on. Beat number five. Listen here now. I was raised with the raised fist. Angela Davis, summer 68 Olympics. Train banging your wings against the chain. In the events you became gauge-less. Ain't number existence is to resist. Back never bent, reload never relent. Of all lights shown, I'm a glimmering glint. Was named after a king and I missed the great sis. Trades the world in the ring with his fist. More so with the gift when it rang from his lips. Bigger than just an individual gift. He had a vision for bringing dignity to the crib. Gold medalist in his Olympic event. Significant respect, glistening on off his neck. U.S. flag waved the globe silent. Ward everywhere he went just to show what it's meant. Crept off the plane back on the pavement. People hell bent. They would never relent. Celebrate him, but his can still clenched. In the problem, one piece of metal couldn't fix. Legend is he pitched it in the Ohio River. What could the recollection when I know that I'm a victim? Hell bells in the hell back curriculum. Class president slash second class citizen. Diligent to fight the feet folk. 19 years old. Sacrifices he go. Here we go. Was that all five? DJ Wonder looks pissed off right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, that's the five fingers of death, brother Ali. Hey, I, I, I just want to dedicate that to my dear Lord's brother, Ideal, who came yes. on. Absolutely. And, 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 you know what I'm saying? It on the wake-up show. And, and had a chance to rock, rock in your presence, in your, in your mighty presence. Thank you very much, yeah. sir. I really appreciate wow. that. Sister Heather B. Brother no Ali. It's Sway in the morning.